This is the Processing Podcast. Processing Podcast, authentic conversations about everyday life, where we admit we haven't arrived at the answer yet, but want to try and work towards a better understanding through processing out loud with each other and you. I am Esteban Mendizabal. And I am Luke Barton. And here we go. So uh, another week, another podcast, man. Uh, we, we kind of announced this week on social media, our, our first episode launched f- officially on all pretty much all the platforms yeah. we're using uh shout out to anchor uh we were using anchor and if you guys don't know about it, you guys are thinking about doing a podcast uh, i was real hesitant on like how are we going to do this mm. what does all mean and luke and i found anchor and we're like uh, yeah it it does so many things for you it puts yeah. it on all the platforms for you um i just i haven't been able to speak more highly uh more high highly enough, highly enough yeah. about it to people. Um, and so for sure, um, get on, get on that anchor. If you're going to, you're going to go do it. Is this a, is this a promotion? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so anchor, anchor, if you want to, uh, sponsor us, um, feel free. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was telling somebody, I said, I said, I think it'd be funny each week is if we tag all of the people that we mentioned, <laughs> like yeah. last week we did Pepsi and Coke and well, anti FC, but Coke, yeah. uh, pop tarts. And there's a couple people that we had mentioned like Paige in there last week. Mm. And, and she, I was like, we just need to go through and we're like, Hey, new podcast up the week. And then just tag all of the people. Yeah. These people are mentioned <laughs> and just be like, I mean, eventually some, someone's gonna, someone's gotta yeah. throw some money somewhere. Like you gotta, someone's gotta get a product out and be like, and then I, I wouldn't even care as long as yeah. ethically not bad. Uh, like, and we got like we got established audience of like three listeners so far. Yeah. So you know we could push we could push your product real hard oh, yeah. to those three people. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, uh, yes. So there is a new cleaning mop solution. This is an ad for uh, janitorial services in Fresno. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever it is, we got you. Mm. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so we kind of launched it this week and. Uh, just loving, just like you said, just friends and family, friends mm-hmm. and people in our community that have been loving enough to say, yeah, I'll listen um, about you rambling for, for, for a couple uh, hour or an hour each time or whatever it is. And um, But I, I've just been uh, humbled by the response and mm-hmm. just excited for what it's going to be. Because that first episode is really, what people are hearing this week is just really our story of how we know mm-hmm. each other. And then... Um, I think we ended up talking about calling on that one. Yeah. But then, like, the second episode, you get into Black Lives Matter and um, a lot of different issues and a lot more segments, and we kind of figure out a little bit more of what we're doing. We mm-hmm. don't really ever know what we're doing, but to a to a degree. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and and so we'll just kind of continue on that. L- you know, luckily we kind of have something to go forward on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week. We always start out with our little week week recap yeah. from from last week to this week. What is new, Luke? Well, I did get a job. Woo! Which I have okay. I've been looking for a job since like February. Yeah, we were just talking about this last podcast. Yeah, right? and you're like, I'm not ever gonna be. I'm not employable. Yeah, or at least you, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then yeah i uh went in um to starbucks gave my resume um got an interview got a second interview and yeah i got the job now hired on the spot and, and we'll come back to that because there is a second half to that story yeah and i and i think it, it ties into so so um congrats first of all i, mm-hmm. I don't want to blow past that congrats you getting hired is nothing short of a miracle yeah. honestly <laughs> <laughs> but coffee makes sense you love coffee you know how to make coffee uh you know how to make it taste good to people that don't like coffee which i think is the real like key magic yeah yeah if you don't if you can make someone that doesn't like coffee like coffee like myself without just pouring a bunch of sugar in it which is most of the time what i do mm-hmm. then i think that's a gift they're like oh wow that's actually not a bittery dark water that mm. sound that's that's better than, than i thought um yeah it's for me this week uh I, I told last week about a story about how we um you know just different things the coronavirus kind of affects and like how we if we were in a store we would have bought the six chairs that we ended up buying we wouldn't have done that because we knew oh mm. look there's a two-pack um but um we ordered six chairs instead of three chairs which worked out it was fine it worked out in the way the way we set up our house but um but but coronavirus strikes again man we we've been you know you went to you came f- for dinner a couple weeks ago and you saw our little uh i don't know what the, our mini fridge basically that yeah. we're living out of because we moved into our new house our old one was just we we needed to get a new one and we always just get hand me down stuff and and that's that's just what you do when you're in your 20s when you're 19 when you don't have money mm. and but we had a little money and i said let's just go buy one and so we went and we looked around we ordered one they said okay yeah it'll be in next week no problem that was four weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> and so two weeks ago you came over to our house i'm like dude it's coming like tomorrow or uh-huh. whatever it's coming next week and then they call every tuesday well actually they don't call we call every tuesday and we say hey so we're supposed to get our fridge today we're just trying to see what time they're delivering and they're like yeah it got it, it got back ordered again mm-hmm. and we're like cool um <laughs> especially on those nights on tuesday night specifically there was just this natural want for me to be like cool eating out is that is that what mm. our solution is <laughs> for the night but yeah so so definitely another but i, I was thinking about this and this is this is why I, I and i think this kind of ties into your second half and if something else you can tell both but i want to know the kind of weirdest effect that coronavirus has had on your life in this for some people you're like hey i didn't have toilet paper for a good week because everyone just went crazy at the beginning and bought all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some some people, it's affected them in weird ways. Like, I would have never thought coronavirus would like, I'm not going to get a fridge for a month. I'm going to yeah. live out of a mini fridge <laughs> with a three-year-old, which is not ideal, I will tell you that. Uh-huh. Um, and and so, um, but yeah, so weirdest thing, weirdest way in which the coronavirus time has kind of affected your life. Um Perfect example is probably what happened at work this or you're soon to be work this yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my the manager that hired me today I just told me that she was uh exposed to somebody who was positive. So gotta wait another two weeks to for training. That would, which is fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, except you don't have money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I really I really don't have any money. Like do you, are you are you just like I remember being nineteen and being like mm-hmm. I have five dollars and thirty three cents in my bank account. 
I need more money. One, I just need to feel better at myself because $5 stinks to yeah. have that in there. And two, I was always so afraid. I don't think, I think this is kind of irrational. I don't think they just do this willy nilly. I was so afraid that uh, they would close down my bank account. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, you don't have a minimum, sir. Five dollars is not enough. Yeah. That will not buy you anything. We'll just give it back. To you. <laughs> it's not. It's not helping you keeping it here. Yeah. It says, uh, um, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely. I've definitely. I don't know why my bank still has me. I've definitely gone into the negatives like countless times. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. That I, I, I did that a couple times. I think, but I, I, it would drive me crazy if I did that. Yeah. I don't think, but. It happens, I guess. Mm. I mean, but yeah. So that's why you need sponsors for a yeah. podcast because you're like either either I need to get this job at Starbucks, yeah. up and going, or or someone needs to throw us some like that's the beauty of it. If if Pepsi, not Pepsi, Coke, Pop Tarts, mm. literally just like those meals that they send to army people that you have to read and stuff <laughs> like that. At least Luke could survive. He doesn't yeah. even need money. He just needs something <laughs> to eat for the next, you know. A week or two until he gets a job and, yeah. and you don't and even have to send money you can yeah. just send the food the products yeah 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 products. for sure exactly exactly uh well that yeah that does kind of that is a bad effect of of coronavirus mm. of just like hey you got a job by the way you can't start because i might have gotten a pretty bad virus that's going around in a worldwide pandemic so yeah. training's not gonna be tuesday <laughs> <laughs> okay Sounds good. Well, that's thanks for helping. It's better than not. It's better than like going in and be like, so on the low key, guys, I really need this job and I really need the hours. I definitely got exposed. So let's start our, tra- our, let's start our training. Uh, this is how you make drip coffee. And you're like, oh, nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. I quit. I quit. I'm done. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It, I'm trying to think of uh, There's another weird way like this time has kind of affected affected anything. It was I. I don't know if there's anything super weird. There was there was a time where I was worried about toilet paper at one point. Mm-hmm. I was like, "We're looking at the stores. We're looking at like everywhere," and then and it was just random stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I remember for at, at the beginning specifically, there was like we would go shopping, and or Kelsey would go shopping and come back, and I'm like, "Hey, there's no." There's no sour cream. Like we're yeah. we're having you know tacos or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, it was cleaned out," and I was like, "Why? What? <laughs> what?" She's like, "Yeah, it was. You know, there was a bunch of just regular cheese, and there was a bunch of other stuff, but cream cheese, yeah, or or sour cream, mm-hmm. just completely gone." And I'm like, "She's like, I went to two different two different stores, and uh, <laughs> just not even there." And I'm like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> what is possessing people to be like you know what i really need toilet paper and sour cream <laughs> if i if if we want mexican food the like, apocalypse is gonna happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i just of all the things like i would at least do it on things that are gonna last like buy, yeah. go buy, which that happened a lot of cans were bought yeah. i saw that like you go to the shelves and stuff like that is there anything that ran out during like that you noticed like either in australia or here you were like why what why yeah it was like certain things like at different times like there was never flour never pasta yeah because everyone was baking that stinking bread yeah luke which i yeah i was too you were part of that (laughs) problem everyone's like i think i can make sourdough you can't make sourdough (laughs) okay just be okay with it and Uh, go buy it from safe mart yeah (laughs) um so flour 
Yeah. And um, God, you know what bugged, bugged me the most mm. was when people would buy the four things of milk. For, yeah. It's going to go bad. The, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, and, and I would, and, and this is this is a bad part I think about it is like again I'm like trying not to judge people I'm like you're you're handling this time pandemic in your own way and I'm trying to have grace and I'm trying to have compassion for people, but then I think that and and, it, and but I was judging people based on who they were shopping with, mm. the like. I would watch him, and if it was like a mom and she had like seven kids, you know, or mm. or or you know was driving a minivan, I'd be like, yeah, you probably do need four. You probably have twelve kids. You yeah. can take four gallons and go home. <laughs> but then if they're just like a little old man, you know, going through the the the, the thing, and it's just him and and maybe his little wife, and and then they got like six tubs of you know, yeah, milk or something yeah. or goldfish, and I'm like, bro, you're not. <laughs> Like, especially, like you said, the perishable stuff. I'm like, yeah. you're not going to, like, unless you're doing a milk, you psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know if you can do that, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Because that sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like the, the thought of, like, ice in my milk. Yeah. People like that. Well, well I guess that's, co- that's theoretically what you do in coffee a little bit, but not. Yeah. I, I remember I had people that were like, yeah, you, you don't drink milk with ice? And I'm like, no, you no, weirdo. It's cold. Yeah, I think that. Oh, that's a that's also a joke on a uh, um. Oh, what's that that um, comedian's name? He Nate. Yeah, Nate Nate, yeah. <laughs> he talks about he yeah. has a joke like that. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not a psychopath. Yeah. Like, what what is wrong with you? Why would I just order milk? Yeah, <laughs> at a Starbucks or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's just affected in weird ways. Mm. There have been positive things like gas prices. Okay. Oh yeah. Now the reason gas prices went down is not positive. There yeah. is a crashing. There is other things that are crashing in order for that to happen. Yeah. But that is nice. Like mm-hmm. I get to drive around and I was driving back and forth from Porterville to to Kingsburg at that point. I was like, okay, I can I can handle this. Yeah. Like I can do this. There there's been some good effects. You get more time with family and stuff. But it's just the and it's the things that you miss. Like you know what I mean. I think I asked this on a on a previous one, but. What do you what do you look forward to most? Like when when this all kind of not ends, but mm. I mean starts to you know numbers start to go down, science starts to back up and show us like hey, we we're doing good. We're wearing mm. a mask. We're we're handling all of this. What is what's your like? I'm I'm gonna go and do this. Go back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're like still not gonna do school? He's like I don't even care. I'll yeah, just no, go I'll back. just just go. Yeah, just. Yeah. Go find a Starbucks job over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I was employed at a Starbucks for two whole days yeah. <laughs> before my manager gave me Corona. So I don't know how much more qualification <laughs> you could possibly want from uh-huh. from that. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to taking my son back to the park. Mm. Um, he he's kind of done like some stuff near him but not 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 to the fact like we used to that was just like as a parent with a three-year-old your son he has a great my son has a great imagination zion has a great imagination but just like anyone else he just gets in routines and the things he likes and kelsey tells me this every day she like i'll come home she'll be like i've played superheroes 
for probably four and a half hours. <laughs> She's like, we did school, you know, we did our little preschool stuff. We ate lunch. We we and you know, depending on if he took a nap that day or not. She's like, and I was like, and then she just says like, what do you want to play, bud? She's just trying to spend time with him, you know, show him that that he's loved. And he's just like superheroes, and he just has like all of the Marvel, and he just hands her <laughs> one, and he does one, and they just run around, you know, like pretending. Um, and so that was like. A haven like to go be like okay bud well this has been fun I, we can keep playing superheroes but you know what let's go to the park and we just let him go for yeah. you know and, and we just play with him at the it's just a nice change of scenery mm-hmm. rather than just being at the house and be like hey buddy what do you want to play uh superheroes you're like oh gosh <laughs> here we go again <laughs> and, and and you're and he my my son specifically he's like he'll just play he always wins first of all which is mm-hmm. like, we need to teach him about justice in our house. That's not how it always works. But, you know, he'll do. But for some reason, he's always, like, the cool guy that's winning, and then you're always the one, and you always have to do a voice. And you're like, why don't yeah. you do a voice? Uh, I pick the game. Like, you know, he's like, I'm the three-year-old. I do whatever I want. Like, And you're over there like, Zion. You know, and you're like, he just, you know, yeah. But I, I am looking forward to that. Just mm. to some, to all the parents that do listen to this podcast eventually. I feel you so hard right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, jump into it. Um, let's go into our first segment, cultural moment. We kind of started this segment last week. We started talking um, about, we said we want to talk about subjects that are going on in life, in in uh, our culture, in our world right now. Last week, we touched, again, uh, on a big, big topics. So we can only do so much, scratch the surface, really, mm-hmm. and hopefully continue the conversation at some point in the future. But this week, we, we wanted to take a, a, to a break uh, or take a moment and say it. We want to take a moment because last week, we talked about Black Lives Matter. This week, talk about something that's kind of related to it, but, but just more broad in general, I think, of just... Um, how to handle that we kind of talked about it a little bit right like we said you you need to listen you need to lament with people you need to and then go go and do something hopefully especially as you Mm -hmm. research and learn but you had a post um from a friend that you Mm -hmm. saw and you wanted to kind of talk about that and just say all right what um how how do we do this? How do we do this in in, in a manner uh, that, as a follower of Jesus, how do I engage in all of this? So, do you have the post? Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to pull up the post, um, and, and he, you know, you sent it to me, and and, and I was like, okay, uh, and it made me just pause, and I was like, man, this is a really great thought out question mm-hmm. um, that I think is worth taking some time to talk about. And it, and it may overlap with some of what we talked about last week, uh, or it made some may seem like redundant or like, yeah, duh. But then there's other parts that are more nuanced, and you're like, uh, is the Bible gray in this area, or is it a pretty black and white thing? You know, mm. whatever it is. And so, again, I I mean, that's half of it, is people just want to make the, the Bible black and white, and a lot of the Bible is not written to be black and white. It's an interpretive piece of work with between mm-hmm. all the books and so um just to process through that and say okay well how do we go about this where do we start with this so i'll let you just kind of read the post from from the friend that you you sent me mm-hmm. um today or yesterday yeah this is by the way this is from kaylee from 
Nelson College. Shout out to Kaylee. It was a great post. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. We'll tag you this week with oh, yeah. Pepsi Cola, <laughs> Page, and the rest of our sponsors. So, yeah. Um, okay. So the post says, for those of you who feel called to seek justice through speaking out and taking action, what are your thoughts on the place of love, joy, and peace throughout this endeavor? For me, the desire to seek justice stems from a place of empathy and love for all. However, I find it hard to remain in that love when speaking against those who, who inhibit justice, who inhibit said justice, sorry. Yeah. How do you lovingly speak out against things such as oppression while also promoting peace with a stance of joy? Can all these things coexist? I know there is such a thing as righteous anger, but I do, but I know I definitely fall off the deep end with that one sometimes. How does one stand firm in the hope that is Jesus while also acknowledging and participating in the work to be done? Ooh, that is, is a lot. And so yeah. if you guys need to kind of rewind for a second, re-listen to that a couple of times, mm-hmm. we know that's a that's a lot. But, but for me, it, it basically broke it down into there are a lot of issues. We you know we would say social issues right now that are in our world that are just at the forefront. Um, and 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 there have been those throughout all of time, right? But for us, we just we're in a time where they seem to be really prevalent, whether it be um, racism or um, the oppression uh, of different people or just different. I mean, sex trafficking is a, is a big one that's kind of come up in the last couple weeks, in the last week even since we we, we met. And um, you know, I I just feel like her question partly was like. How how do you do this as a follower of Jesus? And then second, like how do you do how do you push back against the system? Not that she said because she said righteous anger. So it's not that you're not angry, but mm-hmm. how do you do this and not go into a dark place, I guess? Like how do you do this and not take it into your just harbor it, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um yeah, and that that is a hard one. I I, I think her beginning part is kind of easy. We can kind of talk about that, but talking about the reality of like you just get into a dark place at, at some point because of where you can go with it. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. So I guess the question that she's really asking, <clears throat> or that I would ask you, Luke, because I think this is where she we have to start is how how do you think just fighting for justice or fighting for things in this in this world are how do we do that differently as, as Christ followers and followers of Jesus than someone that is just, uh, that doesn't follow Christ, but might be fighting for the same issues or even different issues, but issues that they're passionate about and they think need to be changed. Um, mm-hmm. how, how does that differ between, how, how do you think that differs between Christian, non-Christian in, in that way? Well, I think we kind of have a, I guess I would say a, guide maybe are we if you look at just jesus um and you look at the cultural context of the time he was living in it was there was a lot of political turmoil yeah and um i mean he was pushing he was pushing back against yeah the system systematically and the status quo and yeah because government and religion then obviously also were kind of hand in hand it wasn't a separate or separate as it might be today. So mm-hmm. it was different. But yeah, he was pushing against, you know, a, a lot of different powerful people. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and I think, in my opinion, 
fighting for the people who the ones that are being mistreated by the system and who are being oppressed and who are kind of at the bottom of the barrel and um especially by the church being you know rejected by the church i feel like that's um just it's just from my point of view you know fighting for them is one of the most christ-like things that we can do yeah yeah because because i I think that's where, I think that's where some would push back. Be like, well, we don't need to, like, we're fighting for some of the same issues that non-Christians are fighting for. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily bad. Like, just because they're fighting for it doesn't mean we shouldn't fight for it. Yeah. First of all, which I feel again, that's a that's a small minority. I would think. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that they're like, well, they're fighting for you know racial justice and and they're making it such a big issue. Why Why should we? Well, okay, just because they're doing something doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. Now, the motivations, the, the underlying ways in which they do it, that they might not follow Jesus, and I think that's what she kind of touches on in her question. But, you know, it's it's not—we just need to leave that aside and be mm-hmm. like, no, no, we can fight for the same thing. Now, there are certain issues that the church should not support and fight for, and and that's— but it's very far and few between, you know, things that go against what God have set, has said. However, when it comes to things like, you know, racial just racial justice, no, nope, uh, we need to be we need to be fighting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the motivation is different. And correct me if I'm wrong. You you, you speak into this, but I I feel like one of the differences is. That Christians, we come from a, hopefully, we're coming to step into a place to fight for the people that are, are oppressed or don't have a voice or, um, or, or or need us to be that voice for whatever reason um, because the system has tipped in an unfair way in, in some way. And so our motivation is... We read the Bible. If you read the Bible from you know cover to cover and try to understand it the best possible, you see at the beginning what God intended, and you see throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament what God's hope for His people is, and it's one people. You know, it's one one community all chasing after Him. There there are things that in in the Garden of Eden that you know, we see and we're like, okay, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how marriage is supposed to be. That's how, um, you know, we're supposed to, you know, rule over the land. That's how we're supposed to do some of these things that we don't do well now. And and then they talk about the end times in the sense of when Jesus comes, his second coming and, and, and eternity with Christ. And you see a description of that and you're like, okay, these are how it could be. They're, they're, this is how heaven will be. And our job is to pull pieces of that heaven into the moment because we are images and created in him. We're supposed to fight for things and say, no, 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 no. This is wrong because it's not what God intended. Mm-hmm. And we're fighting for that and we're trying to bring pieces of that into the into the present. Um, but I think there's a reality, and correct me if I'm wrong, that we understand we're going to fight and we're going to fight and we're going to make things better, but it might not ever be perfect. It It's not going to ever, you know, get to the point where everything's abolished and everything's like, 
and no one's racist. Yeah, and and we understand that because we read uh, a narrative that says, "Hey, you live in a world that has fallen, and it's going to be broken." Now, some people take that as, "Well, don't have just wait till Jesus comes back." Nope, that is. Read the Gospels. Yeah. You know, the the kingdom of God clearly says, no, do stuff for the here and now uh-huh. because you know what mm. could be. Um, however, it and, and so we do that in that thought process, knowing it might never be perfect, but we need to fight for this because this is the heart of the kingdom of God, and this is the heart and example that Jesus set. And I think maybe one of the differences is that someone that doesn't follow Jesus, I feel like their motivation is, I want to help these people or support this cause or, or push this movement forward because if we progress far enough in this direction, we'll get to the place of happiness, utopia. You know, it's just that progressive thought process. If we just progress into this one direction enough, then it'll all be good. If we just get to this, and the reality is we just know, no, 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 we're going to fight for these things, Mm -hmm. and we're going to bring pockets of heaven in, but the reality is no matter how far we progress, it's not going to be what you want it to be in your head. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's not going to be, it's not just us working hard enough, Yeah. and then, oh, it's fixed there's this other component that we need to bring into the mix and saying, no, we're, we're doing our self-effort, but there is a bigger thing at play here, and only mm-hmm. God can ever truly reconcile all these wrongdoings. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I don't know. I mean, if if you, you're listening and, and you're not a Christian, uh, we would love to hear your feedback of that and just saying, like, hey, I fight for whatever it is, racial reconciliation, you know, people are sex, sex trafficking, um, whatever it is, the issue that you might be fighting for, we want to hear why. Like, why? how does that differ? Or as a Christian, why do you fight for these things? Because I think there's an underlying, I think you're you might be doing the same things, but your motivation might come from a different place. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we just progress far enough, we'll make it. Or, no, 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 we need to do this because this is the way in which we should live our lives, to love God and to love others and bring pockets of heaven into the now and push the kingdom of God forward. And that's, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. But with the realization, ah, it's, it's not going to ever be utopia. It's not If we don't progress far enough, it's still just going to be imperfect people living together yeah. and so yeah um but and and, and just kind of going back i mean let's let's kind of look and, and refer back to this um her her little text that that her little post that she made um so so she says this so for those of you who feel called to seek justice through speaking out and talking taking action what are your thoughts on the place of love joy and peace throughout this endeavor which i'm assuming she's she's kind of referring to pieces of the fruit of the spirit mm. um which i don't think i i think you can easily kind of come into a place of justice through love joy and peace like you were fighting for people uh and not and not in a way of like i want to make this clear christianity is your job is not to go and be like well i need to go save all these people and you're like no 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 we're coming in and lending a helping hand 
and and trying to fight for what is right and what is just in the, in in the eyes of God. Mm. And the only person that can truly save them is God. The only person that can truly change whole governmental systems is God because uh, we have tried it many times <laughs> and we have failed uh, many times. <laughs> Story of Hamilton, <laughs> you know, like all these different things. Um, and so I, I don't think that's a big thing, but um, she says, I find it hard to remain in love when speaking against those who inhibit said justice. How do you lovingly speak out against things such as oppression while also promoting peace with a stance of joy? Can all these things coexist? Um, do you have any thoughts on like, do you, do you feel like it's pretty easy to, to start in a place of like, I want to fight for the vulnerable, you know? I mean, we're... It's clear. I mean, of all the people, God said, "Take care of the vulnerable, mm. the the immigrants, the the widow, and the poor." Like, mm. there's these very clear set groups that He said for sure. Um, and then there's things all within that, right? But do you? I think you can start there, but then along the road, you can kind of be like, "Do you? Do you feel like it's easy to to kind of?" come out of that and just be like, well, I'm just doing this uh, in a place of whatever, hate or just because it's what you do right now or just because the voices on my media are pushing me there. You know what I mean? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Do you, do you ever feel like you're kind of drifting out of a gospel-centered justice and, and more into like just justice for justice sake to a degree does Mm. that make sense yeah i think sometimes at least for me i can catch myself like addressing certain people about certain issues or confronting um certain ideals just because of my ego and Mm. i can tend to like um you know it's just like the the mindset of like just wanting to be on the right side and to be right and and I, I just think that's a because I've heard that a lot that just that phrase like I want to be on the right side of history mm-hmm. um I don't know where it specifically comes from I honestly heard it on um Taylor Swift's Netflix documentary mm-hmm. uh, I forget what it was called but she kind of said that when she what she was talking about you know speaking out against uh, a congressman woman or, or someone that was running in Tennessee and she was like, I just want to be on the right side of history. Um, and I just think that's an interesting phrase because that is where I feel like we slip into. Like, I I don't want to not say anything because if I don't say anything, then people are going to judge me. And if it goes that way, then I'm going to look like a dummy because I never said anything. Mm-hmm. But then if I do say something and then it ends up not being the right side at the end of the day or, or, the, or the most popular side, then that that also doesn't bode well for me and how people perceive me or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and then like at the end of the day, you realize, oh, I'm not I'm not doing a lot of this because I actually care about this. I'm just doing this because of how people are perceiving me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like we fall into a lot yeah. more is, is that. It's just like, I just... Me, you know, including me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and me. And, and, I, and again, I think even if you start in a good place, like I feel like a lot of times... I will. St- it's weird because I'll I'll start in a place because I see other people doing it, mm-hmm. and that's not a great place to start. But that's just yeah. the reality of 
my personality, all these different things. But then I, I, I think I'm smart enough and, and mature enough in my faith to say, no, stop. Should I really be supporting this? How do I support this? What does that look like from a biblical, biblical perspective? Is this all aligned with that? And But it's very easy for me to be like, oh, man, but if I don't post about this enough... We just have a culture in which just rips you apart for it. You know what I mean? Like, if I saw someone post yesterday and they're like, why is no one speaking out about sex trafficking? Like, why aren't there people fundraising for this? And why aren't people enough people doing this? And you're like, okay, first of all, there's lots of people doing that. And just because the people on your feed or whatever aren't doing it doesn't mean it's not happening. Should there be more light shed on it? Shed on it? Sure. But just because... And, and, and I don't think we worry about how we're perceived, but the reality is no matter how you fall on either side of it, the people that control the narrative are ultimately going to have what was right or wrong at the end of the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like again, going back to <laughs> Hamilton, that's kind of the thought process of why he yeah. did what he did a little bit. It's like, I'm going to tell people these horrible things I did or whatever, so I control the narrative. So my legacy is what I want it to be. And the reality is you just don't have a control of that because who ended up having it was his wife and, mm-hmm. and, and, and ended up being able to control a little bit of that, who he was because, and if he hadn't written anything down, that's all people would have known, whatever she said, whatever his kids said, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we come into this place, whereas a lot more consistent view as a Christ follower would be where... Am I going to land in relation to God with this? When I stand in front of him, which is kind of cliche-ish, but it is what it is. Like, I want to stand in front of God one day and say, him say, my good and faithful servant, because of the way I have lived and through his son and in belief and faith in Christ. And so with that, I feel like we should care so much more about how does how does God see this? Mm. And and because if we worry about others and how we're going to fall on the side of history, you're never going to win. Like yeah. one side is always going to see you as the bad guy and another side is always going to see you as like a hero. Mm-hmm. Um or not care at all, honestly. For 99% of people, no one I mean, no one is like waiting I I mean, I would say I'm not I don't have a person where i'm waiting to be like well let's see if they comment this today because if they don't comment on this today i'm just gonna rip them a new one like that's mm-hmm. no no for unless you're a celebrity or someone that people you know a lot of people look up to you could just you know figure it out take a stance in your own time figure out the conclusion in your own time and, and do that but um now now with all of that are there ways do you think that Christians and non-Christians should handle these issues and fight for these issues that maybe a non-Christian would? Or does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. are there are there certain things or definitions you're like, oh well, this would differ probably. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think finding the balance this is kind of what this post is talking about is just finding the balance between having righteous anger and mm-hmm. promoting peace and being compassionate um and i think this is kind of a problem i would say in the church which is 
leaning too hard on the side of um, like spiritual bypassing. Yeah, talk about that for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's like, good. Um, you know, just having like overly tolerant compassion and, you know, some emotional repression and, um, you know, just like whether it is intentionally or not, but dismissing, you know, the pain and the dismissing the oppression that's, you know, yeah, in those whatever communities. Yeah. In those communities, um, whether it's just, whether it's cause you disagree or it's because, you know, you just don't want to go outside of your cultural comfort zones or you don't want to, you know, you want to be nuanced to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But I think just being too nuanced about everything and being afraid to speak out about any issue, I think, is... Yeah, yeah, there's a danger in... There's definitely a danger in the church coming to putting everything in a spiritual vacuum. Yeah. And never actually applying it to the world that's around yeah. them. Like, man, this is a really big deal. We should pray about this. Mm-hmm. That's great. Prayer is one of the most powerful things that we can do. Mm-hmm. But in James, you know, we talk when you look at James, he is very much an advocate of like, yes, that is great. But there is a place in which you need to live that out. Yeah. And if you say you follow this rabbi that lived in 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 this early time and and you saw the example of who he was you're reading his word you're reading the old testament scriptures that he you know just knew and embodied as well as a new way in which he lived out yeah you should be doing something yeah because that's you can't just sit there and mm-hmm. and, and do that um and, and i and i would agree that in, in a lot of circles that is a big difference that the the world is acting pretty quickly on things, good mm-hmm. and bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, but that the church needs to do the same as well, mm-hmm. and not act in reaction, act in righteous, like you said, righteous justice and 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 righteous anger to a degree of saying, this is not how the world should be. This is not the plan that God has for these these girls as these girls that are getting trafficked, these communities that are being, you know, oppressed in, in some ways, mm-hmm. um, this is not how it is and, and do it. And I think, in, uh, one of the other ways that I would say it's just the kind of justice, I think read redef- looking at biblical justice. Like, I think that would be one of the differences when we talk about non-Christian to Christian is, yeah, I just feel like as, as a non-Christian, you're doing what we would be like, um, retributive justice which is like you do something wrong and you're going to be punished for it however we see fit basically or or or, you know fit to the pun you know the punishment to the crime or whatever it is but it's hey i'm you're getting punished for your wrongdoings and but then when you look at the bible most of the time when it's talking about justice as a christian you realize oh that's not always the main context in which they're using it they're talking about restorative justice which is those who are unrightfully hurt or wronged or restored being given back what they should have had in the beginning um, and doing this in a way that that fixes systems at a deeper level and 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 doesn't 
has grace and mercy intertwined into it, as well as there's still punishment, mm-hmm. but it's not always, you know, this for that. It's yeah. it's very much how do we as a community come and restore the relationship so that we can go forward together, mm-hmm. um, and and that's messy. That's yeah. that's not. It's easier, honestly, just to say throw them in a prison cell for X amount of years. We're done. How how hard was that? Rather than is there a way to give back a semblance of what that person was taken from that person? And is there a way to that the person needs to be punished for those actions? But is there a way to restore them into society that pushes society forward in a better way? The kingdom of God better in a better forward in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's a big difference because you see that of like Hey, we're just gonna go destroy stuff, you know, or 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 we're just going to. Uh, we want this exact punishment to be enacted out, um, whereas the reality is there there may be some better options. There, those pe- people may need to be punished in those ways, but then there may be some more, you know, restorative actions that can be taken to actually fix the system because we put a band aid mm-hmm. over it and we say, oh, all right, one band aid down one one thing fixed but then there's a bigger leak in the whole pipe you know yeah. you know uh and, and to and that, that's where i feel like the church needs to start somewhere but they need to also realize like when we talk about restorative justice it's not just doing those things it's also thinking systematically how do we fix mm-hmm. those things i remember when we when i was younger we we took a class like I said, during when I was a, a working for a nonprofit in Southeast Fresno, and we took a class, and I just remember our, our teacher said, um, telling the story of how a man used to keep pulling bodies out of this river. Uh, he would see a body float by, and the first one going by, and he's like, "Oh man, I need to save him!" And he would jump in, and he'd save him, and he'd bring him up to shore, and then you know he would turn around, and there's another body floating down the down mm-hmm. the river, and he would you know grab them and put them on the shore, and and you know they're all saying thank you and they're grateful. But at some point, he realized, I can just keep doing this, but I'm going to get really tired. Or I can run up the river a little bit, and I need to find out where the bodies are coming from and yeah. actually fix the root of where, where this is. And so, um, not that Christians and non-Christians aren't fighting for you know s- different systematic things, but there mm-hmm. there is just a, a holistic thought process when it comes to justice that I think can be different and, and has justice in the sense the world understands it in the sense of punishment and things but it's weaved in with mercy and grace and mm-hmm. love and understanding and restoration built into so it's it's more nuanced like you said than, yeah than that um yeah it, that is a that is a hard one to to kind of do and i think lastly is is just realizing there are things in which god calls us to live out that we cannot do as we fight for the oppressed. Um, you know, he he tells us, do not murder. It seems simple, but when we talk about justice, retribution is usually what you want, a life for a life. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he's called. You know, he's put very clear boundaries in, in this for us, you know, and... Um, you know, we're, we're not supposed to hate. We're not supposed to harbor these, those kinds of feelings in our heart because it just is a black pit for our soul. 
and again, there's anger, but but it is far different because you're. The hope is that you, that anger turns into action, and is laid at the feet of Jesus for Him to fully bear, not for you to internalize and just suck up your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that that's a big thing. I think that really comes back to. What's what's her name that posted this? Uh, Kaylee. I don't think she wrote it, but she posted it. Yeah, she posted it. Yeah, um, but that she posted of like, it it comes back to this idea that the one of the big differences is, are you going to abide in Jesus first and foremost, and then go and seek justice, mm-hmm. or at the same time seek justice? Because the moment that you come out of that. You just open yourself up to a lot of things. Like you, you can't just, in order to enact something, you can't just go back on other things. You know, we see this in. It's so funny. I was just listening to something about this on the Bible Project podcast, and they were talking about how so many times in in our biblical videos of of Moses is he kill somebody in the Bible. Well, it, it's a like a Egyptian slave driver, basically. And mm. his, the, they're oppressing his people, and and he kills him. And in the movies, it's always a moment of justice. Like, yes, yeah. I have fought for my people, and we have vanquished one. And then if you come out of the cinematic world of usually poorly made cinematic <laughs> world of, of these movies, and you go back to the biblical thing, you're like, um... Yeah, but the next day, all his people see him as as is a murderer, <laughs> and then he flees, and he has to run away. So is it justice? It's maybe how the world would see justice, mm-hmm. but they see him as a murderer because they have very clear things in which they're like, I, I, "This is not what we're supposed the way we're supposed to live our lives." And so it's just hard because you're like, oh, well, I could justify this mean, this thing means for the end. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I think one of the key things is as a Christ follower to keep the root of what we are called to be, to abide in Christ, to to live out the fruit of the Spirit, to speak, you know, in gentleness and and in patience and and fight for things. Go to protest, but peaceful protest. You know, Mm -hmm. like... Someone said, uh, I heard someone talk about one of the main differences between uh, they they had called up, um, a pastor had called up all of his uh, co- diff- different colleagues in, uh, of color, and they were just talking, and, and they said, and, and some of them were, had lived during the, the first civil rights mm. movement, and they said, is this basically the same thing that you went through? And they said, no. They said, the big difference is that the civil right, the first civil rights movement was uh, a lot of it. Specifically, Martin Luther King was based on a foundation of Christ and mm. and the church and the ways of Jesus, and it is not now. Um, and and it seems like such a little thing, you know. You're like, well, that shouldn't make it that, but it does. When when peaceful protests are at the the core of what you do, that's a big difference than what s- some others might do today, and 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 just these core principles. We are Christ followers first, at least for people like Martin Luther King. Mm. And I know he wasn't perfect. There's a lot of stuff that's come out about his life that, true or not true, it just he shows he's human. That's all mm. it really shows. But then at the same time, you just say it, what he wrote was all based on a foundation of 
biblical justice in, mm-hmm. in Christ. And so I, I think that's one of the big things. As we work through some of these social issues for Christ, we start with the gospel and the framework the gospel gives us and and the way in which we're called to live our lives. And we can't just abandon those in order to enact the justice that we want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think that's a, a big thing that we just, people need to hear and just realize, like, I want to help, and you can. Just mm-hmm. realize you have to abide in Christ the whole time that we do this. You can't just give up one thing in the Bible in order to do what you think you're supposed to do in another part or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of is an application for almost anything yeah. you do in life. Yeah. It's just look at it through the lens of Jesus. Yeah. It, and, I, and I think that's the hard part It's like, I think I think that's the easy part and the and the hard part yeah. is is as a Christ follower you have this template and to a degree yeah. and this model and just say, you know, at, you know I just kind of structure everything around. He was a rabbi and when he asked his people to follow him, that that meant you you follow your you know your rabbi and you follow your rabbi. That means you're you're walking behind him. It was a blessing to have at the end of the day to have dirt from your rabbi's feet all over because mm-hmm. you were so just close to him and walking so closely with him in your relationship um, that you're learning the teachings of your rabbi and knowing what he, you know, how he would interpret things, think of things, uh, his what he would, you know, teach on different things and, and the overarching ideas. And then you would also, at the end of the time, the hope would be that you would go and do what your rabbi did. You would mimic to a degree and mm. in your own way all of that and and if you're living your life in that way you're you're living you know right right in walk step with Jesus mm-hmm. you're learning the teachings of Jesus in in the Bi- the overall bible and you're doing these things then you're going out and actually living that out mm-hmm. and that's it, not an e- it's definitely not an easy thing i think it's it's also, a starting point it's a starting point yeah. and it's also another probably a conversation for another time but um, like seeing the context, the cultural context that Jesus was in, and Correct. applying it to this twenty first century. Correct. And not not necessarily bringing the scripture into the seeing Jesus in the context of twenty first century, but seeing him in the context of first century. Correct. Know, Israel. Yeah. Bringing it in. You know. Yeah, yeah. Saying, you know, I think one of the first things you do as you read the Bible is you read it and you say, what, who is this written to? Yeah. Why are they writing this? Yeah. All this stuff. And then from there you say, okay, this is the purpose of this, of this scripture. Can this still be applied to now mm-hmm. without again? Yeah. Like you said, warping it to, to so much that you just 21st century fight it yeah. in the worst way possible. Yeah. Um, but it is that. And, and I think that's where you, it is new, it is nuanced and, and there are gray areas and there are things that, um, not gray areas and like, well, we can just act this way because, you know, he didn't specifically say it. That's not, not it. But just like there are things you're like, uh, this interpretation is very valid and this interpretation is very valid. Mm. The reality is you could go either way on this. And you know what? The church and your spiritual life and God is not going to crumble because <laughs> you choose one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't really apply to certain... It might apply to the methods but it's not applying to the bigger overarching thing. Imago Dei is a thing throughout the Bible. <laughs> the, the The value of human life equally is 
throughout the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. The fact that uh, every ethnicity, every household, every kind of person, uh, you know, man or woman, Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter. That's throughout the whole Bible and saying that is not the like debatable part. Yeah. So there, I think the things that we're like, well, we don't know if the church, no, the church should be on. These are very clear things. How we do that and how we live that out is going to look differently from the church than the world, and how the church and the people, followers of Jesus, actually live that out. Protesting mm-hmm. is great. Going, giving money to things, you know, that support organizations that do this is great. Starting, you know, doing things within your own context are great. But you cannot step outside the bounds of of what God has called us to and the model that Jesus has already given us. Mm. Uh, and there's righteous anger to some of those things, but it's um, it's never, you know, in a, in, a, in a place that comes outside the characteristic of God in any way. So, mm. yeah. All right, well, let's, we're going to go into our next segment. So that happened. Uh, we started this segment last week. I think it's going to be one of my favorites, honestly. Um, as much... It is just finding these weird things that are going on in our world and being like, so that happened. And so we go and we look for articles, we look for videos, we look for things that are happening uh, around the world and just kind of say, all right, we got to share this with you guys. So that happened. Uh, do you want to start or you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. Um, uh, mine, again, uh, probably, it's probably going to be a reoccurring thing, but uh, is from Relevant this week relevant magazine uh and and here here is the and i just love i'm sure this person has to be born in the 90s like a decent early-ish 90s because they they had got this reference pretty easy and it's a well-known song but Mm. it's the headline is dave franco will stop collaborate and star in a new vanilla ice biopic which is a clear thing uh, of reference to stop collaborate and listen <laughs> and and so if you don't know what i'm talking about um you're too young to listen to this so uh, <laughs> um but it says dave franco will stop collaborate and star in a new vanilla ice biopic so that's happening it says uh stop collaborate and listen to the hollywood news 30 years after ice ice baby 30 years vanilla wow. ice is still in the news and now his story is headed to the big screen. Um, Dave Frankel will be starring as Rob Van Winkle, a Texas breakdancer who would go on to achieve a rare sort of, sort of notoriety as Vanilla Ice, the man behind Ice Ice Baby, which was, believe it or not, not the, the first hip-hop single to top the Billboard charts and the subject of countless parodies, roller rink playlists, karaoke evenings and at least one very memorable interview moment <laughs> um and they they have a, a little interview below it but mm-hmm. um did you know so do you know who i guess from, here's the first question do you know who vanilla ice is yeah okay so you've and i did you not know, that, know that that was his name and that's hilarious that rob van winkle yeah yeah it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i you understand that there are some names you're like man why would you ever change your name like that is an awesome name and you hear Rob Van Winkle, you're like, <laughs> ah, I, you know, Vanilla Ice does sound slightly better. It does sound like a Starbucks drink, yeah. but it does <laughs> it does sound slightly better. Um, did Did you know he was like still around, like doing stuff? Not really. Uh, I thought after the whole uh, under pressure thing, he kind of. No, yeah. Um, 
And that was it. You just thought that was that was that was it. Yeah, was it was like it. he's like, oh, okay. Um, no, he. So well, I mean, that was basically his hip his what performing career. Like he went and did stuff with that song, and mm-hmm. I think he might have done some, but nothing close to that. That he's like one hit wonders. This is probably one of the the biggest mm-hmm. ones. Um, and I could be wrong. Correct me if we're if we're wrong. You know, please let us know. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty much his whole story. But you know what's interesting, and you're gonna judge me for this, and that is totally fine. Is I saw him, I, I don't know, it's maybe end of high school, beginning of college, somewhere in there. He had a show on, I don't know if it was TLC or HGTV, one of those like home makeover shows. Mm. And that's what he did. Like he, I don't know if he already knew construction or he learned construction. I'll have to look at the backstory of that. Mm-hmm. But like he just had an HGTV, like Chip and Joanna Gaines, but it was just <laughs> the vanilla ice and <laughs> and his crew of people. And they would just trick out and not like in a like a crazy kind of way, but just like mm-hmm. make these eh, probably million dollar houses or whatever. But these super nice houses, like yeah. just really nice. And mm. I get that. I there was and it wasn't just like. Hey, there's one season of this. That was kind of nice. He had a little comeback here. No, there was multiple seasons. I mean, there were viewers. There were viewers <laughs> besides me. I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, but so, but here's my question uh, for today. If you could pick any biopic to, to be done on an artist, a music artist, we'll start with a music artist. Who do you think needs one made and why? This is hard for me because I'm 19. Yeah, and so all of my my most of my music knowledge extends like ten years back, maybe. To well, t- yeah, so even <laughs> even a recent one, even a even a recent one, like like a I don't know what you listened to. I wasn't gonna say Kanye. Okay. <laughs> I was actually gonna say Ariana, and oh, I, yeah. but I thought I thought uh, well, I don't know if he listens. I don't know. I was like, I did, one, I didn't want to be judged by people who were like, oh, who listens to Ariana? <laughs> Christian. Well, whatever. Um, but yeah, so oh, Harry he, Styles. There you go. Oh, a biopic about Harry Styles. Yeah. That would be interesting because I feel like I want to know, and maybe there's something out there, but I want to know what happened between the breakup of of, of One Direction. I can't say 1D. It's not It's not appropriate. And it's not, <laughs> it doesn't sound appropriate, and it does it does not roll off the tongue as nicely uh-huh. as you want it. None of those things work together <laughs> in, that, in that conversation right there. But I'd be very interested to see, like, what happened between One Direction and then, like, he he blew up. Yeah. Like he he got big. I mean, I know he had some pretty releases right after, but like the last two three years have been pretty great for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he had some. I mean, I like his latest album. Yeah, the latest cool. album was one of my favorite, mm-hmm. one of the best that I've I've heard in a while. Um, oh, that is a good that is a good one. I think I would have to go with and and I and I did take uh, I did hear this on a other podcast. Um, but I and I just can't get it out of my head. And like anytime this kind of conversation comes up, or like, man, do you remember? Like this is the first these this is the band we like a biopic about Smash Mouth. <laughs> and if you don't know who Smash Mouth is, it um, hey now you're a rock star. Mm. Pretty sure that's the same band. I want to know what happened because and this is why this is why I thought about this. Is because I think it was summertime around the Super Bowl or, or or not too far, not too in the dis far in the distant past. Is there was this like Geico commercial or this this progressive commercial, and it was like you know how they do the like the and 
your in-home, I don't know what the context was, but it was like mm-hmm. an in-home concert for you by Smash Mouth. And they're like, nah, nah, and the rock star. And they were out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you guys should not be moving like that <laughs> at all or wearing the pants that you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just thought, what a random, like, what was the conversation in the boardroom? Like, yeah. hey, so we need somebody that, you know, is just, just slaps real hard mm-hmm. and is still, you know, that we can, that we can get at a, but, but we have a budget. Yeah. Like, hmm, well, do you think we could get One Direction back together? No, no, I don't think they're going to do it for a commercial. Well, do you think, and they just go down the list and they're just like, smash mouth you i know? watched shrek the other day so yeah but well, that's what you think of they're like yeah. someone has a kid that just watched shrek and they're like smash mouth yeah and like bobby get him on the phone yeah and you know and, and it just like all lined up and you're but i just thought between shrek and that commercial that's it i have not heard one <laughs> inkling about them i no one no one that i know married anyone important in that band yeah. no one that i know created went solo you know, did a Harry Styles 180. Mm. It was just, hey, now you're a rock star <laughs> to the end of time. Yeah. And I think a biopic about like their very quick rise to fame and their very quick decline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that is my little. Um, so that happened uh, yeah. today. So yours, you wanna you wanna hit yours? Yeah. So mine. Um, so mine is man with horse and cart furious after being refused service at KFC drive through. <laughs> what? A traveler says he was left humiliated after KFC refused to serve him at a drive through while he was riding a horse and cart. Ian Bell 55 made it as far as the kiosk window. So he made it into the drive through. Yeah. They didn't like stop. Okay. And he like ordered food. Okay. Um, only for a manager to come out and say he would have to leave for the health and safety of other customers. What? <laughs> he says he doesn't understand as his horse, John John, is as good my as ne- gold. My next kid's name, by the way. <laughs> just found it. Uh-huh. Is as good as gold. His argument is that horses and carts were around long before automobiles. Yeah, there were a lot of things. That's not a solid. <laughs> first of all, that's not a solid argument. Like, well, this is this was here far. Be, this horse was here far before your KFC was there. Yeah, so was dysentery and a lot of other yeah. things. But we don't try to bring them back yeah. through the drive-through. And if um, you make the argument, you have to fully commit to the character and have just like a top hat and an English accent. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him. I'm looking at the article now. He is not. He is just in a dad sweater, yeah. some khakis, and just, does it say why? Like, he just thought, I, does he have a car? He's was queued up behind some cars, about to order a bargain bucket, as you do, <laughs> sir, as you do, um, when they said, you're not allowed through. It's a very well-behaved horse. Yeah. I well yeah. Do you do you think it's really a health concern? Like what would Besides think that. through the health concern? What is the health concern there? Poop, I guess. I don't know. But it's not getting anyone's food. Yeah. You're driving. Everyone's over. in their car. Yeah. I, 
He says, in the end, I had to go to McDonald's for a Big Mac. No one there batted an eyelid. Okay, well, that seems like a... <laughs> Pretty apt. To do. Yeah, that's a that's an exaggeration if I've ever... There's no... Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. There, on one hand, I think, like, no, someone was like, uh, there's a horse. So just hmm. serve them. Just serve them. But, but then, yeah, you're right. You're like, you work at McDonald's, and your days just are long and slow. Yeah. And you're just like, why not? Why not serve a large, supersized French fry to this guy yeah. on a horse? <laughs> Man, I hope this becomes like a movement because of all the movements that are going on right now, this is one I'm for sure getting. Behind. <laughs> <laughs> right behind Kanye for president, this is yeah. right up there. Because it says, I think my treatment from, this is what he said, I think my treatment from KFC has been downright disgusting <laughs> and discriminatory against people who use carts Horse and carts, which is basically Amish people <laughs> and you, sir. And I do agree we should not discriminate against the Amish. Uh, but this is just a, this is a very bizarre story. The pictures are are amazing. Yeah. Like, it's just a one-man car. Does it say where this is? Uh, let's see. It says Jen Miles, Sunday 14th. Kurt. I can't even say those words. Carlos, Car, Car, Carlisle, Cumbria. Where are you reading that? Because I want to see like if he even came. It's like the third paragraph. I want to see if he even came close to that. Probably not. Uh, oh, that is interesting. Carlisle, first of all. <laughs> Carlisles. You added a Z, multiple S's, and L's in the wrong spot there. Cumbria. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't even know where that is. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's not. I'm assuming it's not in the U.S. It must yeah. be. It must be somewhere else. Um, but no matter where it is, that's we we're in the 21st century, sir. Unless you live in a very weird place. If you have a KFC, your town has moved into yeah. the 21st century in some degree. So, don't think that was a weird thing. Here's the last line. I always love because after last week's last line. Uh, uh, from my article of like no one knew where the pizza went you mm-hmm. know like okay first of all why are you focusing on where the pizza went someone had a machete and got ran yeah. off by a pizza <laughs> that's not i just want to see what the last line is it says john said he hasn't tried taking the horse and cart through any other drive throughs but added that he is keen to see if burger king will let him again not the like this is just a funny way to end it be like yeah. well i haven't tried it but Maybe one day, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, okay, thanks for that information. Mm. The The original story was far good enough. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, we thank you guys. We hope our conversation has been helpful to you. Uh, in, just like we say every, every week that it's, it's not always about um, us finding the perfect answer or the perfect conclusion. Uh, we just want to, be authentic and have some conversations about life and the things that are happening and talk about the process in between the, the first time you hear about it and this kind of uh, conclusion that you end at. There's a whole process in between that. And so many times you just need to talk it out. So many times you just need to to kind of have a conversation about it, work through it out loud and see where you end up on the other side. Um, because sometimes you just, you just need that. Mm. So, uh, with that, I think that's the end of the third episode. Crazy third episode of the processing podcast. I'm Esteban Mendizbal. And I'm Luke Barton. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.